Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fat Muscle Project podcast. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Wells in the house. It's 10 o'clock at night, man. We're about to crack these things open. Let's go ahead and do this. So you're drinking a monster at 10 o'clock at night. I'm drinking a caffeine-free bang because I'm working on my pills and my something wrong. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, you're drinking the caffeine-free, and I'm drinking the white trash energy drink. Yep, it's all good though. We uh, little break the fourth wall here, peel the curtain back. It's 10 o'clock at night because two weeks in a row now you had to run your shop. So I mean, I mean, you don't have to go into the details, but I mean, everyone that listened to episode one knows you own three Midas's and two anytime fitnesses. So yeah, when people get sick, you gotta, you gotta ditch the pie. You know what, being a business owner, you know, it's not all uh, rainbows and butterflies, man. Sometimes you gotta get in the trenches and, and you know, man, it's, it's, uh, it's actually been pretty good. Um, I haven't had to actually run a shop in, in a long time. So, um, being able to step in and do it and, uh, do it at a high level, you know, um, you know, you guys kind of see it, they respect it still, but I mean, I've had the same crew for so long. They, they knew me when I ran stores. So yeah. it, it was a good experience. I've had a lot of fun with it, believe it or not. I'll, I'll, I have good employees, so they're fun to work with. Yeah. We we've got a, we're going to talk real quick about anything cool that we've passed along that we can pass along that we've learned in the last <laughs> week or two. Um, before we start that, our topic today is stalls and everything you need to know about fat loss stalls, what they are, what they're not, how to break them, uh, what we do as coaches, what you've seen as an athlete as well, because you're on both sides of this. So it's going to be a great topic, but let's go and kick this off, man. Did anything cool happen to you this week or did you learn anything cool? Just pick one thing. Um, yeah, man, it's really a couple of different things. One, this is not really anything new I learned. It was just, uh, I guess, kind of reminding myself that, um, as a diet coach, man, you know, sometimes we we get so wrapped up in all the new um, information that's out there when somebody, you know, fits right along with what we're talking about today with stalls. You know, I had a, <clears throat> I had a couple of clients that hit stalls and, you know, you're racking your brain how to beat this stall. You know, you try all these things. And, and really what it does is remind myself, take it back to the basics. You know, I remember when I fit her, hit my very first stall with you, it was I was expecting you to drop the calories or add cardio and you, you never did. It was like, Hey, get a couple extra hours sleep, you know, this weekend. And, you know, this kind of reminder, like, Hey, sometimes just going back to the basics is all it requires. Um, you know, more of a technical thing I learned was, you know, talking about, uh, you know, looking at blood work and um, had a particular client who had been dropping weight, kind of hit a stall. We couldn't, you know, we did the sleep, we did this and I didn't, really want to drop calories on him um so you know we had a pulled a blood panel but one of the things i added to it was a c-peptide um test also and uh you know not something that we have always done and um you know if you're not familiar with c-peptide it's uh it looks at you know how you're making it, how you're utilizing it as insulin and uh, he had extremely elevated c-peptide levels and which could mean that your body's producing more insulin than it should or it's also a marker that could potentially be that you have Cushing syndrome that's actually what he ended up having was Cushing syndrome which which is pretty rare which is rare which is um something you get from you know high cortisol levels for long 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 periods of time so you know I'm sure we'll do a 
an episode talking about cortisol levels and stuff at some sure. point in time. Um, we cover that more in depth, but you know, so that's something I learned from a coaching standpoint was uh, that's something I'll probably start adding into some of my uh, clients' blood panels. We look at as a C peptide just because that's two clients I've had in the last year that we've ran that on that we found, you know, they had elevated C peptides and you get that under control and man, it makes their weight loss journey a whole lot easier. So, yeah. Interesting, man. And then, you know, we were talking before the show, you had just kind of a cool couple stories with a couple clients that you had break and, and hit some plateaus. And we're going to go into detail on stalls here, but just to kind of foreshadow a little bit, tell, tell them about those two fat loss stalls. Yeah. So I have two clients, um, females been with me for quite a while. Um, and they've done a great job and we kind of hit a stall both of them actually the same weeks. Um, one was, uh, you know, around that 301 mark, just kind of stuck there. The other one was at 201 and kind of stuck there. And, you know, um, we kind of let it go for a week or so to just identify, hey, are we really there? Is it digestion? Whatever it may be. Uh, so all I actually told them to do was like, hey, take this weekend, relax, get some extra sleep. And come Monday morning, they're checking. Both of them broke the, the 100 pound plateau they were at. One was at 199, one was at 299. You know, those were awesome. huge wins for them because, you know, anytime you're big and you break into a different 100 pound category, yep. it's a huge thing. You're no longer a 300 pound person, you're a 200 pound person, or you're no longer a 200 pound person, you're a 100 pound person. And right. That's a, it's a big win. And you can just tell it in their email they sent um, that they were extremely excited you know it just reinvigorates them and makes them go harder so yeah i know uh and that's awesome I, they're probably listening too so shout out to them congrats on on pushing and i know motivation is going to be through the roof because when you break under that 300 pound mark or under that 200 pound mark like that's just extra motivation it seems like it just continues to oh yeah off. so uh nothing really new and exciting for me uh, except for the fact that, and you know this, because we're, we're kind of tied into this together at some point, um, we moved into a new Fat Muscle Headquarters office. And I think I maybe talked a little bit about that on the first episode. We knew about three times the volume that, that we were doing in our prior office and things are looking up. I just got done looking at a huge van. Like we all see those huge Amazon vans. Um, because at this point that and a trailer and making multiple trips a month just saves thousands, thousands of dollars on shipping. So anyway, I'm going all in there. So we're having, having a lot of fun. Um, we do have a new product going to be dropping soon. It looks like I might be going to get it this weekend. It's a blended protein and it's a fall flavor. So that's all I'm going to say. And that will be out soon. I know you know what it is because I've shown oh, yeah. you the label. I'm so, excited about it. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm excited yeah. about it. Let's just say it's as American as apple pie. We'll just put it that one <laughs> with ice cream, apple pie a la mode. It, it's as American as that. So yeah. that's the only little teaser. But no, let's let's jump into this topic today because we'll be up all night doing this because we just yeah. love doing what we do. Fat loss stalls. I, I want to start off kind of defining what that is and, and what it's not. So we can talk about what we look at for clients. I know me personally. I do like to use multiple things when I work with a client to see if they're stalled out. And a lot of the times I'll have clients that check in, they say, Hey, I'm getting leaner, but my weight's not really changing. And for some people that that can be true. If they're more new to training, they can gain a little bit of muscle and lose fat at the same time. But if you're a pretty seasoned person that's been training for a couple of years or more in the gym, you're not, if your weight's staying the same in your natural, right? You're not using, you know, performance-enhancing drugs or anything like that. Right. If you're going to lose fat, 
the scale pretty much has to move. So a lot of times people say, well, I'm getting leaner, but the scale's not moving. So I do like to use the scale and I have my clients weigh every day. And I, but I explain to them, Hey, this is just a tool for us to see what your weight averages for the week. And I watch, and if it goes 10 to 14 days and it's really not moving and they're doing everything correctly, their diet's hundred percent on point. They're getting enough sleep. Like all those things are handled and they're not dropping. Then I know we're at a stall. So that's how I literally measure them. But sometimes you do see people when they're new, they're dropping inches, but they're not dropping weight. Um, it happens with females a lot at the beginning that haven't really worked out before. They'll drop a ton of inches around their hips and waist and stuff like that. But they're also adding muscle. You know, think about your wife's station when she first started. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't really care about the scale so much as I just sit there and watch her transform. You know, yeah, hey, how are, how are your clothes fitting? Oh, awesome. You're in a new size now again. So those are things that can tell you that a stall is not happening if your clothes are getting looser and you're continuing to drop. But is there anything that, that you can think of that I left out there as far as what you look for? No, that's pretty much what I look at. You know, I mean, I look at the scale. You know, I do the same thing with the averages. Uh, you look at it and, you know, you're asking the same questions, you know, and uh, you work with a client long enough, you kind of know. But, you know, same thing, if I got a new client that hasn't ever worked out, which is a lot of my clients, and you get them in the gym for the first time, you know, that first couple of weeks, they drop a pretty good significant amount of weight, and then all of a sudden it kind of slows down. But in their chicken photos, you know, you're seeing massive changes in their, just their physique. You know, Stacia was an example when she, you know, started with you, she wasn't working at the gym, started going to the gym, you know, the first couple of weeks, you dropped a bunch of weight, it slowed down. But like, you know, I see her every day. And I could see the changes I and mean, it was almost a daily thing where something different was changed or, you know, you could tell she was putting more muscle on through the shoulders and her back and, and, um, you know, but she was dropping sizes and, and, you know, in clothes. Yeah. Um, you know, so I got to see that firsthand, but it's, it's the same for me, man. It's, um, I use the, the weight as a scale and, and as long as everything, you, know, you check the check marks off the boxes that they're doing, um, to identify what the stall is, um, Sometimes it's stalled. Sometimes there's other things that we're going to get into. So, yeah. And it, I do want to take the time to explain to people fat loss stalls actually are a natural thing that, that can happen to people. And I'll set this up by saying the more of a dieting history that you have, the more stalls you're likely to experience because dieting naturally slows the metabolism down. And we'll see it, you know, chronic yo yo dieters, they diet a lot, then they gain weight back, and then they turn around diet. And they're spending more of that year in a deficit, lower calories, which slows the metabolism down than they are speeding it back up. So every time they go to diet, it becomes a little harder and they have to do a little more exercise and they have to go a little lower calorie, which ends up meaning they can gain weight back easier too. So, um, but back to that stalls are a natural thing. So when a fat loss stall does happen, I'll, I'll use, I'll just use my, myself as an, as an example. I'm about 217 pounds. If I diet down to say 190 pounds, as my body weight starts to drop, your, your body, your thyroid has to naturally slow down as well because you, you give out thyroid hormone, right? Which is basically your metabolism, like T3. All of that, all of that happens based on your muscle mass and, and other things too, but body weight and muscle mass are, are the main thing especially muscle mass. And as you get smaller and leaner and lower, if your body didn't downregulate thyroid hormone, your body temperature would rise actually. So it's a natural thing it does to protect itself. So during dieting, 
That's why stalls happen. And a lot of people, they get super upset. They're frustrated and they stress out. But if everything's on point and you hit a stall, that's when you do things that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit on how to break those stalls. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a natural thing. Now we can use you as an example too, Jason, you and I both know this, the bigger you are, um, and the more you have to lose, man, you really drop quite a bit for quite a while. I mean, you drop before we even changed your plan. And I don't know what the number is. We could probably go back and look, but a lot. You You know, we start off at 270 protein, 150 carbs and 110 fats. That's what we started. And we kept that from april till november and then november we finished up the diet with doing keto from november till christmas right and we we kept the calories the same and i never hit a stall but i was also 400 plus pounds right so and then we reverse dieted and i actually remember this conversation we started doing the next diet phase which we're like hey like i don't want you to have unrealistic expectations but this is typically what happens you know, you know, you're not as big. You're not going to drop as fast. You're probably going to hit a stall, which we did, you know, but you're talking over a year into it because I was so big, but that second diet phase when I was under, you know, what, 280 pounds in that ballpark and some probably, right. you know, yeah, we, yeah, we had to adjust more, you know, we hit stalls, which I wasn't used to, you know? And, and so I, you know, you get those people that it messes with their head. I get it. Cause it messed with mine. So, but, um, you know, but we had a lot, you know, we had a lot longer history of dieting with each other. So you knew, and, and you did a great job as a coach to, you know, set the stage of what was going to happen because of experience. And, you know, we do the same thing with my clients now too. It's like, Hey, when we start that second diet phase, you don't have all this excess body fat to lose. So it's going to be a little harder, you know, you're going to hit stalls. And so, that's, that's a great point that I, that's actually where I was going to go next, but you already hit on it. Let's use you as an example. I was going to use a bikini competitor as an example. Um, I've got a girl this year that she's dieted quite a bit. And I started her calories were at like 2,100 in the off season. And I dropped her down to 1,600 to start because that's, you know, it's not always create a 500 calorie deficit and they'll lose exactly one pound a week. But it's a good damn place to start when their calories mm-hmm. are high. And she didn't hardly drop anything. So, you know, I, I've adjusted her plan. She's doing over an hour of cardio. I've adjusted her down. She's down to 1,200 calories. She's still got about seven, eight pounds to lose. But her dieting history led to the point where it had to be harder and she experienced way more stalls. Now, this is where I want to get back to you. Dieting was very easy. I, I say easy. The weight came off of you exceptionally well. Because you weren't, you didn't have this long dieting history, right? Oh, so no, right. when it when it all fell off, now after about three years, three and a half years, or whatever it was, before you decided to do a bodybuilding prep, we had that conversation. I said, "Hey, man, like this. Now you have a dieting history, even though we've done a real good job of priming your metabolism, reverse dieting, and doing all these things. Now you're about to go somewhere where your body's never been, and the stalls are going to be there, and they're going to be hard." And you saw some stalls. Um, if I yeah. recall right, it was a, a 206 stall and maybe a 199 stalls that just oh, yeah. brutal. We adjusted, we adjusted my plan more for prep this last time than in what a 16 prep than what yeah. we did in the first three years. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, it, within 16 weeks, you know, and uh, you know, the part is, I guess I, I knew it was coming, so I didn't stress about it. Um, but no, you're right. I, but I was a lot leaner, you know, 
we started prep at what, 235, 240, some of that ballpark. Yeah. You know, you know, I wasn't a, you know, 455 pound man. So. And there's, there's, there's a big difference in stalls for, that's what I'm trying to get at. Stalls for gen pop or stalls for competitive athletes like bodybuilders. There's a right. big difference. If you're somebody that's going to get on stage and you're going to get that lean, your body's also naturally going to fight you because it doesn't want to get that lean. It, it, it doesn't care how you look. It wants to survive. That's it. Yeah. So it's going built to survive. It doesn't, you know, I had that conversation yesterday with a guy like, and he's a, he's a competitor. Or he's a, you know, he do his first bodybuilding show. He's a young man. Uh, he goes to my gym and he was asking me questions about competing and what to expect on stage. And, uh, you know, he was very frustrated and, and he's, he's doing this without a coach. You know, he's, he's, reading articles and he's, you know, he's listened to our podcast. He's listening to your EPU podcast with Jason. You know, he's, he's trying to learn what he can on his own, but he's frustrated because he, he's, he's hit a stall and he he didn't know how to break it. So it's kind of what we talked about was, Hey, try this, try that. You know, the thing is, is um, he's also got a history of dieting where he cuts real hard and then he goes off the rails for, you know, six to nine months. And then he, you know, he doesn't, reverse diet out of his cuts real well so you know um just trying to explain to him how that works from a longevity standpoint of dieting and cutting and you know bulking and not and how what it does to your metabolism so let's let's also talk about there's things that cause stalls outside of dropping weight and you experience those as well and we're going to get to that but first i want to go over here if, if you're listening here's the questions that you should ask yourself to know if you're actually in a stall, okay? We talked about checking the weight tracker, making sure that you're not dropping inches, making sure that your weight's not dropping for like 10 to 14 days. I like to give it two weeks. Um, Those are all things that you need to ask yourself. And then going back to the the most important, the biggest thing of all is, are you 100% on your diet? If you are fucking around on your diet, and, and listen, no one hates dieting more than me. Jason can tell you, like, I, I, I hate it. I can do it for two weeks. I'm like, ah, fucking, I want some pizza. Right. Cause I, I don't have a reason to diet, but my point is, listen, I get it. Dieting's harder for everybody. Some of us want it more or less than other people, but you have to ask yourself on a scale. This is what I ask my clients on a scale one to 10. I, I did it Monday, like five or six times on scale one to 10. If a 10 perfect on your diet, what are you? And I'll get back seven, seven and a half, eights. And my response to them is not, hey, let's change your plan. Let's add some cardio. Let's drop some food. My, my response to them is, I need you to hit that diet perfect. Nine and a half to 10 out of 10. That nine and a half is basically perfect. Like all your meals planned, like to the macro, like don't eat anything else. Just do that for a week. And I need to see if you're baseline, meaning is your weight going to drop? And guys, Jason and I can tell you, I would say almost, almost every time they start dropping. All right. So that's, that's definitely one of the things that to me, it's at the very top of the list. Jason, we can talk about sleep um, because you kind of preluded a little bit of that whenever we started the show, but sleep, I mean, now, now that you've been through a prep, you went through a stage where sleep was really, really brutal as you were getting down closer but you also had something else I think that was keeping you awake and it was cortisol because give everybody an idea of the craziness. Like if you can keep it to 30 seconds, the craziness that you had going on with school sports, 
a new gym um, that you bought this year, like all that stuff. Yeah, and so like right in the middle of this, you know, obviously right in the middle of prep, I just bought the second gym. Um, I coach a, I was coaching a competitive, you know, 12U baseball team, travel baseball team. So we're traveling. I'm trying to prep, travel, get this gym going. You know, it, it was already going, but like get my stamp put on it, hire a manager for that gym. Plus, you know, the three Midas's also too, or, you know, we're in our peak season. It's, it's just busy. So yeah. like, man, all this stuff going on um, and trying to do prep at the same time. And man, you know, my cortisol levels, obviously probably elevated. Sleep was hard to come by, you know, um, you just, I was telling you, like, I remember telling you, like, you, you can't turn your brain off. You're thinking, okay, I got this done, get this done, this done. You know, and I've always been one that felt pretty good about how I segment my time to the day to get everything done. But when you got that much going on, it's hard to do that and remember if you got everything done. So you're sitting there at night going, "Let me get this done and get that done." You know, and you just can't turn it off. Right. And, um, so you know, obviously, sleep was poor, to say the least. Yeah. And that's that to me. If someone's perfect on the diet, cortisol and stress is the number one um, detriment to to someone's diet phase, right? And, and it usually causes an interruption in sleep. So those two kind of go hand in hand. So I want to talk about cortisol a little bit. A lot of people are like, well, why does that cause you to stay awake? When cortisol levels are elevated, they're supposed to be low at night. So your body can actually get into sleep. When cortisol is up, it makes you secrete out blood sugar, right? Which wakes you up. So in the morning, when you wake up, cortisol naturally rises. It starts pumping out blood sugar and it wakes you up. It's like, Hey, let's get up. You've got things to do. Uh, if you get super stressed, like if someone breaks into my house right now, my cortisol is going to go up, blood sugar is going to go through the roof. And it's like, Hey, run, like you need to run. So if you think about it, if your cortisol levels are super high from all the outside stress, plus the stress of being in a caloric deficit, dieting is stressful. What's going to happen is your blood sugar is going to keep pumping out while you're trying to sleep and you get really, really low quality sleep. Now, the problem with that is now you have low sleep. And what happens is your body recovers and it drops cortisol when you get enough deep sleep. So it's a, it's a huge vicious cycle. So now you wake up and you're under recovered and you're training again, you're doing cardio, you're only eating 1900 calories, like you're doing all these things and you got to go coach and you got to run everywhere and your fucking manager called in for work and your coach is asking you, are you cheating on your fucking diet? And you're just, and you're just hungry <laughs> and you're just, you just want a donut. But anyway, that, that gives people an idea of what the problem is. So this is also where you will see a lot of bodybuilders that do decide to use drugs. They'll use things like clan T3 because that's just going to push them on through. Right. But obviously you're not, we're not sitting here advocating for that. I mean, there's people want to do that. That's fine. But to me, the number one thing that I, I do to cause people to drop that stall that I know that's happening is I tell them it's every Thursday on my check-ins. I'm like, sleep in this weekend, don't set an alarm, make this about you. And the people that can do that, they always hit lows on the weekends. So, I mean, you agree with all that hundred yeah, percent. Well, it's exactly what happened with me. Right. You know, um, you know, we got to a point, you know, and you know, well, the, the diet part I was always real good at, it was the other part. So we knew that it was not a diet related issue for the stall that was everything on the outside, but no, I mean, that's exactly what happened with me, we, you know, we had a weekend. I said, you know, he, he said, Hey, get some extra sleep. I forced myself to get extra sleep and we, it broke, you know, we started dropping, hit some yeah. new lows and 
Um, so no, you're spot on. Yeah. Sleep, sleep is the most unsexy thing that you can tell someone to do, but it's probably the most important when someone's experiencing a true stall. Um, I, I do want to talk about a couple other things that people need to understand that will cause a stall sooner rather than later. And that's why we look at labs for a lot of our clients. Now I know people, there's going to be quite a few coaches and people that are listening, like they don't know just yet what to check on labs. They're like, Hey, I really don't want to mess with that. Listen, I get it. That, that was me for 80% of my career until about 2016. I started looking at labs for 2017, huge game changer. So when you look at people's labs, you can spot things like, Cortisol is really high, especially if they do a four-point cortisol test. You can see things like estrogen is really high, maybe testosterone is low. All these things that you don't want, more specifically thyroid hormone, it might be really low. So then you're looking at trying to prep somebody that's on the brink of, of a super slow metabolism, and you're going to turn around and try and diet them, when what you need to do is fix these things first to set them up to be able to diet in a healthy manner. And, you know, we're going to have a whole show where we'll go over the labs that we like to, and, you know, on Elite Physique University, Jason Theobald and I have done a really good job if you guys want to check that mm -hmm. out. But we're going to break it down more here because there's cool things like C-peptide uh, and all these other things that we can look at. We'll talk about inflammation, but my point is labs can really mess things up. Probably... Before I started looking at labs, though, Jason, you and I have spent a lot of time on this talking about reverse dieting. It's the first book I ever wrote. It's called reverse, mm -hmm. reverse Dieting and Metabolic Capacity, How to Prime Your Body for Fat Loss, right? And that was my first book. It was a bestseller on Amazon. It still sells well. The whole point of this is before someone starts a diet phase, they shouldn't be a chronic dieter. That's that You've just come out of a diet, say two months ago, for example, or you have a super long history. You've got to spend time getting your calories up because your calories are literally like money in the bank. To go buy something, you've got to have enough money stored up in the bank to pull that money out and go buy what you need, but still have enough left over to go buy something else here and there. Metabolic capacity is how much, how much you have saved up to be able to drop your calories, for example. So I, I said that bikini girl started with me at 2,100 calories. I started dropping her down and slowly I've got her down to 1,200 calories, right? Because that's about where she has to go. With you, we started, you were, you know, well over 3,000 calories in the off season. Right. And normally we, in a, in, in a normal dieting phase, we get you down to about 2,500. We'd reverse diet up over 3,000 and you'd improve. But for this prep, we got you all the way down to 1900 there at the end, right? Right. Mm -hmm. which, which is, which is a, which was about 10 times body weight. So that's kind of a rule of thumb. I, not every time, but I like to say, if you're starting to get around that 10 times body weight, you know, you're starting to get towards the bottom, right? So a 120 pound girl, that's going to be about 1200 calories, right. for example, you know, if you're down at 800 calories, that's way low. So I, the 10 times body weight rule is, is I like to make sure that's towards the end. I know a lot of people that are eating that and then they try and start dieting from that. Like you need to be somewhere around 13, 14, 15 times right. body weight, right? Unless you're super obese. That, that's, that's a whole other thing that we're going to talk about. But uh, whenever you talk to a client, Jason, are you talking to them about their dieting it's, history to see if it is? That's actually the first question on like the, you know, I send every potential client out an intake form uh, information. And that's the number. That's the first question on the form is, you know, I want to know what their diet history is, you know, how long you've been dieting or when's the last time you dieted? What did you do? Um, 
you know, and you do see a lot of people that have tried a million different type of diets from, you know, like the 500 calorie HCG diet, you know, uh, Atkins, you know, but you gives me a ballpark idea of where they're going to be at from a metabolic standpoint. Um, that way, because, you know, you get a lot and you see it too, where they are chronic dieters and, you know, they want, they're paying me to help them lose weight, but yet, so they have a hard time understanding why I'm like, okay, well, here's where we really need to start. Like it's, I'm not going to cut your calories. In fact, we're going to raise your calories. We're going to do this and this. And you have to kind of educate them about metabolic capacity and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, because, you know, last thing I want to do is take on somebody, drop their calories, have them lose five, 10 pounds, go to a stall, trash their hormones, you know, and then they, they get nothing. And then my name's on them. Plus you're not doing them a service. You're taking money and knowing that you're doing what's not right for them. Right. So no, that's not a real thing I do is I ask about their dieting thing, you know, and then the form, there's a lot, a lot of questions on the form, but that's the number one question I look for. So I'm typing something in the notes here because there's a couple other things that, that I want to cover. Um, let's talk about, so if everything's great, everything's good, and it's an actual true stall, a couple of weeks have gone by, you're not dropping, you need to either change or you need to change your clients. What are the things that we do? Well, the, the easiest thing to do is, you know, like I said, as you get lower and leaner, your body needs less food, right? Your metabolism naturally slows down. So what do you have to do? You have to create another deficit. So cut food, add cardio like that. That to me is always the standard. And that's what you'll see. Like a lot of macro coaches or newer coaches start. There's nothing wrong with that term, by the way. Th that's what you know to do. You're like, shit, my client's not progressing. I'm, uh, they said they're perfect on their diet. They're getting enough sleep. They're doing all this stuff cut their calories and, that, and uh, add a little bit of cardio. Is there a certain amount of rule of thumb that you like to cut your, your clients? Because you've got a lot of gen pop. I'll talk about the bodybuilding side. So yeah. if you're going to say, say the, the 200 pound female, for example, yeah. she stalled, you know, what, what would you pull from carbs, fats? Like, what are you looking at? You know, usually with her in that instance, you know, we would probably pull from carbs um, and like, you know, I got her on a little bit higher carb, lower fat diet. So uh, I don't want to drop any more fats. Um, right. So I pull from her carbs and, you know, I'd probably start real small. Um, I'd probably cut maybe, maybe a hundred calories off of her diet. See where yeah. that starts are at, you know, uh, inch it down because, uh, you know, it, as long as everything's in line to her sleep's great. Like we talked about. So yeah, I'd start about maybe a hundred calories, knock off about a hundred calories and, and, you know, give it a couple of weeks to see how her body responds to it before we make other adjustments. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Normally I'll drop about, I'll, I'll add a little bit of exercise and I'll cut off like 20 carbs, for example. So 20 carbs is 80 calories. I'll add about five minutes of steady state cardio. So if they were doing 20 minutes, I'll bump that up to 25 and I'll cut 20 carbs. You, net, you're probably creating about another 100 calorie deficit somewhere in there, right? 100, 120, 130 yeah. It, it, and that's enough on perfect diet. They should continue to progress down. Well, um, I can tell you with her in general, I didn't start her off with any cardio. So, you know, she was weight training. She'd never been weight training before. This is all new to her. So we started with weight training and the diet and she's dropping really well. You know, but at that point I might add in five or 10 minutes of cardio, yeah. you know, before her workout or after workout, wherever she wants to do it at, you know. Which is super smart because you've left room to play that card. Don't play all your cards at, at once. Uh, as Jason and I both know, 
you save those and you, you use those as tools when the time comes. Let's, uh, let's transition over to talk about a couple more things. There is a place for diet breaks. We're going to do a full whole episode. I've got a good friend, Will Grazioni, great guy from Tampa, Florida, um, that we'll probably bring on. He's probably the foremost expert on that. Dr. Bill Campbell did the research on it. Will is probably the foremost coaching expert that I know. So we'll have one of those two on to talk about it. But diet breaks basically is when someone is so hammered. Like I, you during prep was a per example. Matter of fact, we did a, we did, we did a diet break, right? Yeah. Did we do a diet break? Yeah. Yep. So basically a diet break is where you can, it's not a free-for-all eating. It's basically where you take a break from training and cardio and you cut everything way down because what your goal is to drop cortisol because training and cardio and all that cortisol is chronically high. So you take a break and you don't train, you don't do cardio and you ramp the food up mainly carbohydrates. Like maybe you ramp it up 25 carbs a day or maybe 50 carbs a day, just depending on the person. Right. And you're letting the body heal. You're letting it recover, which drops cortisol. And I've done that with so many people that just, they were so beat up from a long prep and diet phase that the cortisol drop alone caused them to drop two, three pounds that week. And they weren't training. And it's really hard to get people to buy into that because we're so set. And I know you are, especially so set in like, I want to work out every day. And you're like, Hey, you can't work out for a week and you can't do cardio. And by the way, I need you to eat more. People freak out because they think they're going to gain fat. But as you know, that it works well. It does. Like for me, example, you know, obviously we've, talked about it a lot of stuff about where i used to fight you on on you know you'd call and say hey let's do it we'll have a cheat meal this weekend with your wife i'm like i'm good you know i'd fight you on it because you know you go from where i was to where i'm at there's a there's a middle ground there before you understand everything that you feel like if you eat that one slice of pizza that's not on your you didn't weigh it it's not in your my fitness pal that you're going to go from 250 back to 450 pounds right um so you know now that I've been doing this long enough, it was a lot easier. Matter of fact, I can tell you, um, we came out of the prep, did a diet break. Like I said, it wasn't a free-for-all. Um, we raised my carbs by 50 carbs a day. We threw in a cheat meal on the weekend, uh, kept my training. At, well, actually, we took a week off from training. And then when we came back to training, we were doing, we just were four days a week, which I've never done less than six days a week in five right. years. Um, and let me tell you, I mean, um, I could feel a difference in, you know, my stress level from just how my body felt. And I felt like I healed pretty quickly from the prep to uh, where I'm at now. Uh, You know, we're just now, what are we, six weeks post show. um, I'm up, what, seven pounds? Yeah, I'd say six or seven. But I actually dropped, when I went on stage at 198, and I think I got down to 197 not working out and actually eating more food. You know, I dropped a pound and then, and then as we built back up, but yeah. Um, but you know, I'm an advocate for it now because I've gone through it. Um, just the way it made me feel like you feel that stress come off. You feel your body feeling better. Matter of fact, it's, it's hard to not want to push even harder in the gym when you go back to the gym because you feel like an animal. Right. Yeah. And the problem with that too, well, the problem with pushing harder when you're stalled, a lot of people, they need to be careful because I'll see people doing two hours of cardio, three hours, like in the bodybuilding world, shit's crazy, man. And a lot of that's because people just don't know how the systems of the body work. And by the way, that was me too. Like learn from failure. Like that's, uh, that's, that's 
both of our motto, honestly. But if you push too hard, you can cause such a chronic cortisol response that then you start developing things like adrenal fatigue. And listen, your body is smarter than you. It's going to flip you the bird. It's going to preserve itself, as Jason found out during those two stalls. And thank goodness weekend baseball was over there for a bit. You could finish up strong and you got a nice break because, you know, weekend baseball, traveling baseball was kind of the theme for my clients this year. It was you and Billy Conklin and some others. Those were hard weekends because that's when a lot of people get to sleep in and they don't have to work. And and it was even more stress to travel. I mean, we love our kids. We do what we got to do, but. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and especially like, I know Billy's competitive. We're all competitive. Right. So, I mean, it's not just the stress of the travel and not sleeping. You know, you're, you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning because I'd still go do my workouts. You know, you know, we go, I get up at six o'clock in the morning, go work out, come back, eat, boom, we're off to the baseball field. And we may be there from nine o'clock till 10 o'clock at night, you know, and you're coaching 12 year old kids, you know, and that's stressful enough as it is. I mean, yeah. uh, and you know, and you're competitive and, you know, um, so there's the stress of just coaching in general, you know, but then the long hours, you know, it's 150 degrees outside. You're on a turf baseball field, it's 500 degrees. You know, yeah. there's just a lot of stresses that you're taking on while you're doing that. I mean, it sounds like fun because I'm a sports nut and you're with your kids and you're with your family, you're with family friends while you're doing this, but you don't really think about the physical stresses and the mental stresses that those weekends have. And I didn't think about them until we talked about it. Sure. It's just baseball, man. You know, like, well, yeah, but you're doing this, this, and this, and this. Right. And, and something else, too, that I, I will say anecdotally, I've seen, I also have a set of clients. We all do, right? It's a certain type of people that are just wired to be stress balls. And I, I can see it in their check ins. They're always frantic. They're always rushing around. Their fucking check ins are late all the time. Like, I, I ask them to send them in the morning. That way, I've, I can respond to them. It's not 10 o'clock at night. So, if I want to change their plan, they get it in a timely manner. They check in instead of a Monday, they check in a Wednesday. Like, they're just scattered and all over. And they're highly unorganized, stressful people. If they can't send me a check in on time, or if they can't send the pictures when I ask for them, like, if they can't even do that, how the hell are they meal prepping and sticking to their diet? So anecdotally, I've seen the most successful people are the most regimented type of people that at least keep a schedule and they're not stress balls, like rushing around everywhere. Those type of people, cortisol is high. So it leads to all these things. With that being said, I want to end on some supplements. Now, as everyone knows, obviously, you know, we represent fat muscle project. This isn't to sit here and try and sell you on supplements. Actually two of them we don't even make. So, um, the first one is hormone optimizer. It's, it's a, it's a game changer. It's going to keep your hormones in a great place when you're dieting down testosterone up. There's some dim in there to rid some of the bad estrogens in the body, ashwagandha to lower cortisol. So it's really a three stage punch product. And that, that to me is mandatory for all my clients, not because I designed it. I designed supplements because when I left the company I was with, I needed quality products for my clients. So I, I'm not a salesman. I'm a coach that designs stuff for clients. So it's, this is, that's the number one that I recommend. And Jason, you and I have been huge fans of our good friend, Jason Theobald, his yeah. brand new ethics. He makes Cordy's and ThyroBoost. And to me, Cordy's is one of those that's absolutely mandatory because it lowers cortisol as well. Mm-hmm. So dieting is a stressful thing. Um, and Cordy's that, that was a staple for you the whole prep yeah, oh, still is 
Yeah, I mean, I think people should take it year-round. There's nothing. The lower cortisol can be – it's never going to rid your body. It's just going to help keep it from getting super, super chronically high, as long as you're not overdoing it. But it's a huge beneficial product. Yeah, I, you know, I take it uh, I take it at night, and I take it in the morning. I, you know, um, I think it's made a game-changer for me from the time that we – you know, Jason came out with it. Like yeah. I, We've been taking it since he came out with it, so – and, and then the other one, Jason also makes, New Ethics makes, and we carry all Jason's. It's the only supplement company we carry on Fat Muscle Project is, is ourselves at New Ethics because Jason and I, we're all best friends. I don't want to compete with my friend. Like, I'm just going to sell his products because the stuff he makes, like the ones we're talking about, they're the best in the industry. Thyroboost is the next one. And that one helps support your thyroid and your metabolism by giving it the minerals and things that it needs, the, the, the glandulars actually, to help keep you producing um, enough T3 basically is the end product that we want. And that's a snapshot of metabolism. That's what naturally lowers. So it helps your body keep fighting to not lower it as much. It's, it's, it's a natural product. Like you don't ever have to worry about that, but that's been a game changer. And then finally, the last one I can think of, unless you can think of another one is L-carnitine has been, we brought out a powdered L-carnitine. A lot of people take it in a pill form, but you're only getting like four or 500 megs per cap. All the research shows, and the research is very good on carnitine, by the way, you need 2,000 milligrams per dose. So I came out with a flavored powder. It tastes great. You can't even, like, can't even tell it's carnitine. No, it's, you could drink it all day if you were. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to because, it, yeah. And in high doses in the medical community, they use carnitine as a laxative. Now, our, our dosage isn't that high. It's specifically for fat loss, but it's not a stem. You can take it one scoop in the morning, one scoop at night. And that what the carnitine does is it helps push fats into the cell to be used as energy, right? So body fat, fatty acids and things like that. It's going to help push that there to be used as, as energy for your body. So better fat loss. And it's all been researched. It's, it's an astounding product. Is there anything that you can think of as far as outside of the box things that people need for helping keep fat loss stalls in check? No, I think we really hit on it. Like I said, most of mine come down to like the same, same question of one out of 10. Most people don't realize how much, you know, they're walking around the house and they grab that handful of popcorn or they grab a couple of M&Ms when they think they're only doing it once, but then they start thinking about it. <clears throat> Next, you know, they, they're like, oh, well, I did that four or five times. Well, you know, there's an extra 60, 70, 80 to 100 calories a day you're consuming. And if you're already low calorie, you know, especially if you're in contest prep, we all know what that can do. Um, you know, when you're a little bit bigger, you got a little bit more variance, but as you start dropping the weight, those things, the, the more accurate you're on the diet, just the better all over result you're going to have. So really that's the biggest things that sleep, water, digestion, you know, all those things are what we look at, you know, from a stall standpoint. So uh, grabbing food when you're walking by. I've got a client that's probably listening to that, probably a couple of them listening to that right now that are thinking, oh, that's me. Is he talking about me? We're talking about you. Quit grabbing shit when you walk by. Save that for the <laughs> off season. We yell at you. We yell at you on Thursday. And it, listen, we, we love doing what we do. Um, stalls are normal. We all struggle. We all fall off the diet a little bit here and there. Uh, but this is just more knowledge from Jason and myself to help you guys, because ultimately, you know, that's what fat muscle project is to become your best version of yourself, fat muscle project. So 
for myself and Jason, we will be back next time. We've got a whole bunch of guests lined up. This is going to be fun. We've got a lot of our coaches. We've got people like Cliff Wilson, uh, Pete Fitchin, Jace Lopez. Um, yeah, we got wide view. We got wide view for Jace because I don't know if I can fit both of you guys on my screen. Oh, no kidding, right? He's going to get the freaking angle on us just on freaking Zoom. So. <laughs> Lots of quality content, lots of questions. And that, that brings us to the last thing that I want to say. Anything we've talked about, you can see all the links in the show notes from if, if you're interested in those, those four supplements we talked about. Uh, if you ever want to email either one of us, it's in the show notes. Just click on that. We, we want to hear who are the guests that you want to hear on. If you have a question that you want to send, it can even be anonymous. Just send it to our email and we will get it on the show. So Dude, it's uh, it's ten fifty three. I think we're gonna call it a night, and I'm gonna go upload this right now. All right, man. All right, we'll see you guys later, Thanks, guys.